Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, what should the Orioles be learning from the team's left in the MLB playoffs. The Ravens lose their third in a row. Who's to blame? And we will have Eric from Barstool Sports here to report, uh, to, to give us his Oriole Awards. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. It's time for Section 336. Yo, Section 336, Baltimore's best. The number one podcast, forget the rest. Matt Burton, Josh, welcome to guests. Ravens back, no nonsense defense. So tune in every week, hear the stories get told. The Super Bowl chance, crushing the Steelers and Colts. It's the time of the year for the purple pain. So sit back, let this podcast tickle your brain. All right, the board's all clean for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing stunning host, Matt Sproka. As always, I'm joined by the Zane and Burt Rody. Hello! And the button lever, Josh Broca. What an- another great week in Baltimore sports. I tell you what. It's been some crappy weeks. We thought, we thought Burt, I thought Burt was a little bit off his rocker. But if you want to find me this coming Sunday, you can find me at the Baltimore Zoo hanging out with Burt. I think I'm going to the aquarium this coming I believe Sunday. <laughs> Isn't it the Maryland Zoo? Yeah, it's the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the Baltimore Zoo? No, no, that's a different zoo. Is there two different zoos in Baltimore? Well, one no. has animals and one doesn't. Oh. No, it's the Maryland Zoo or the Washington Zoo. That's messed up. That's there's the no National Baltimore Zoo. The National Zoo. The National Zoo. zoo. But San Diego, there's a San Diego Zoo. Yeah, I've been there. How come Baltimore doesn't go have a Baltimore Zoo? State, it used to be called. They just renamed yeah. it. State, in, state in, money. In an effort to, at Baltimore. to uh, bring more people Maybe in. Maybe this is why attendance is down. I, no, the same no, didn't you? If there's anything we learned from baseball, people are scared of going to Baltimore. So All I know, the Maryland Zoo. I don't know how many people are renewing Orioles season tickets, but I renewed my season pass for the zoo. <laughs> it was only $120. <laughs> I, I renewed my aquarium. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this Ravens talk. Bert. Yes. Tell us about your Sunday. You want to hear about my day? It was yeah. better than mine. I took the children to church on Sunday, <laughs> a sign of the cross at the door, and I prayed. That never used to happen before. That's a Hamilton reference there. Uh, I did go to church, and then I went to the zoo. How many of our listeners think got that reference? I hope the uh, classy ones definitely did. <laughs> uh, the zoo, we went straight from church to Panera for lunch. We went to the zoo. I did not pull out my cell phone for, for no football scores whatsoever. What about fantasy football? Nope. Didn't, my, not I, fantasy football. My fantasy team is one in five. My, I do not care. I couldn't care less yeah. about my fantasy we all, football We all team. suck at fantasy football. It's None ridiculous. Has, it's terrible. Uh, and then we, we spent several hours at the zoo. It was wonderful. On the way home, we stopped at Rita's because it was the last day of the season for the Rita's Italian Ice near our house where you could get three quarts 
for the price of two, so we bought three quarts. And when I walked into the Rita's, what a deal. the Ravens game was on the television. <gasps> and I said, do? I said, oh, well, let me see how they're doing. Your Rita's has a tele. Wait, your Rita's has an indoors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I've never been to a Rita's N- with an indoors. Bowley's, Bowley's Quarters Rita's. Check it out next summer when they reopen. Um, <laughs> tell them the Zany Boy Roadie sent you. Good little plug five months from now. <laughs> tell them I, uh, you know, hook me up with another free court. Um, so, so I looked at the TV. I said, all right, well, let's see how the uh, the old Raven Birds are doing. And it was the fourth quarter, about two minutes left. Oils are on the one-yard line. Terrence West punches it in. Ravens take the lead. I'm nice. like, okay, good. Please That's pretty up. good. But there's still two minutes left. So we get in the car. We literally live five minutes from the Rita's. By the time we get home, I flip the TV back on just in time to see Odell Beckham Jr. apologizing to the kicker's net. Uh, after scoring uh, what a sixty-four yard touchdown or something ridiculous, yeah, and uh, I said, "Oh, that's well, that's too bad." Yeah, <laughs> that is too bad. But at least you didn't have to suffer through the pain of of kind of watching that whole breakdown. I but feel like I got three hours, three to four hours of my life back. Right. Yeah. The, the, that could have been three hours of frustration. Yeah, I had a great day. It was gorgeous outside. Yeah, I Bert, I think you're onto something. I am. I I think you're onto something big time. Well, they, they started off three and zero. And we're looking at the schedule. We got the Raiders coming, the Redskins coming. We could be five and zero. Guess what? We're five. We've lost three straight. We're not very good. The anybody who was pretty good is getting hurt. They fire the offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know. I I love the Ravens. I love the Orioles. But I don't know. I I, I it's too many hours of the day just for a subpar product. But but you know what? It's not just. You NFL ratings are down across the nation, and people are freaking out that no one's watching football anymore. Yeah, I kind of enjoy being a part of that. <laughs> right, and I, well, and it makes you wonder: what is that? Is that a bunch of frustrated Raven fans? I mean, why are so many people not watching football anymore? The I think the NFL's gotten a bit of a bad rap the past few years with you know a lot of off the field stuff that's going on. Yeah, and that doesn't help. No, it definitely doesn't help. And I feel like I feel like we've been over drenched in football in nfl between sunday night monday night thursday night sunday all day fantasy football uh every sports talk radio uh and espn have decided that the nfl is more important than everything else it's nfl non-stop but but on the other side of the argument if the ravens were five and one or even four and two yeah it'd be different yeah. sure a little. If, if my fantasy team had won more than one game so far this season, it'd be a little different. You know, it, it for me it's been a bad few weeks and I'm I'm losing interest even more and more as the weeks progress because of the way right. things are going. But that's one person, let alone exactly. the entire nation's I, having I, I can't speak for myself. I mean there's something about fantasy football, I think when it first came out it was new, it was novel, it was it was like awesome. And I think every year my interest in fantasy football goes down a little bit. Yeah, and part of that for me is is daily fantasy. Okay. I, I like my fan though yeah, because because you know what in my in my fantasy football I've got Cam Newton and he sucks every week and I got press and so I switched to Prescott and he's done okay but my team sucks I'm two and four in fantasy football but I get to pick new guys every week I didn't yeah. have to ride with Gronk on my bench for three weeks in in FanDuel yeah yeah I I'm not in FanDuel or anything I'd have my league that I've been in for ten years and twelve years this is our thirteenth season. And uh, Adrian Peterson went down in week two, and like, forget it. Yeah, exactly. I, I started without without Gronk. That was my number one pick. I mean, that gives a problem. Can, can I put a you mentioned you mentioned Prescott? Can I put a positive spin on the Ravens season here? Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty optimistic about the Ravens' chances this year. 
Okay. Well, we have a 19% chance of making the playoffs right, right now. <laughs> because we get to go up against uh, – we get a – we get the Jets this week, which is not shouldn't be too bad. But then we get a week off. Then we get what Steelers? Yeah, I mean, how Patriots. The Steelers are a game ahead of us. Mm-hmm. The Steelers just got beat by a really bad Miami Dolphins team. Now Ben got hurt in that game. Sure, but they were losing before Ben got hurt. Yeah. Now, uh, so we're, we're game back still. Next week we face the Jets, who just got destroyed by the Cardinals, and they looked absolutely terrible Monday night. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Steelers, with their backup quarterback, I don't know who it is now. It's not Michael Vick. It's uh, like Landry Jones or something. Is Charlie Batch still there? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I wish. Uh, but it's it's uh, maybe Cordero Del Stewart. Uh, but but it's 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 going to be Pittsburgh versus the Patriots with a backup quarterback. That's a loss. There's sure. no chance the Steelers win that game. Yeah. But were you watching the Ravens game? Then you then they both have a bye. So at that point, next week, I'm telling you, when we talk next week, it's going to be both teams will be tied for first, four and three. Okay, that's that's Guaranteed. good. Then next week, Pittsburgh has a bye, mm-hmm. and we have a bye. Right. So we, bo- we both we both come off. off a bye. We play the uh, Steelers. The Steelers Sunday, which yep. is a huge game at home in Baltimore. And, and the, every, every it doesn't matter the injuries. I mean, we saw last year we were playing with uh, Mallet. And they were playing for their playoff hopes, and we beat them. Yeah. It's always a toss-up. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And then after that, so who knows who's going to win that game. But after that, we face the Browns. At home on a Thursday at night. Home on a Thursday night. Short week. Uh, what, what do you call it? Splash the color night? What's that thing? Color, color rush. rush. Color rush. I'll watch that game. Wait, <laughs> that? You'll watch for the jerseys? Yeah, I'll watch the jersey game. Have you game. seen any of the color rush games this year? They <laughs> all suck. Have you seen Yeah, the Thursday night games have been terrible. Ravens-Browns is going to be a terrible football game. Yeah, really. Plus, you're going to get purple and brown all mixed up. But I think we can... <laughs> it looks, it's going to look horrible. Grape soda diarrhea. But I think we still have a pretty good chance to beat the Browns at home. Yes. Meanwhile, the Steelers... Meanwhile. ...have to face Dallas, who's been better than Pittsburgh this year. Yeah. So I'm Maybe just, they'll put Roma back the in. The Bengals have been really bad, too. I'm just looking at our division... And I think someone could win this division with nine games. Sure. I think the Ravens could get that nine game mark. And who knows, right? When part of the problem is you have tons of injuries. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully by the end of the season, start getting these guys back. We we did see improvements in the offense this week. Uh, we saw at least we saw a, a new offense as in we saw them run the ball more. We saw uh, Terrence West get the ball a lot more, a lot more carries than he's gotten all season. And we've seen Joe throw the long ball. Deep. It didn't work out as well as we'd like, but it's all stuff to build on with this new offensive coordinator. Yeah, and hopefully with Ronnie Stanley coming back. I mean, we were missing Jan and Stanley. We had right. every guy, almost every guy playing out of position. Yep. Almost every guy's a backup in there. So when they come back out there, it's going to help our on team. The, yeah, on the other side of the ball, our defense is really banged up. Yep. So we'll it's see if Jimmy Smith would come back from the concussion. Uh, how long? Suggs, who knows how long Suggs is going to be out. So, so you're making a good argument. I'm down on it right now, but uh, – but Josh, I'll be the first one like pushing you to call Dominique Foxworth for Super Bowl tickets if it comes to that. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh <laughs> fans are like jumping off the bridge too, saying we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so our Bengals fans. So I mean, the Bengals are two I, and I'm four. Not, yeah, I'm not saying we're good, but I'm saying we can still make no, the playoffs. We can make the playoffs and be one and done, and then that'll be great. And, and we whatever. see this, we see this NFL all the time. Like the Eagles, first three weeks of the season look like the best team in football. Yeah, they look now really good. Terrible. Yeah, we just see teams go up and down so sporadically. That who knows? I mean, we saw the Bills be terrible for the first three game season. Now they're unstoppable. Is John Harbaugh on the hot seat? No, 
You don't think so? Nope. Uh, I think if we're 500 or below, he is. I think, I think for sure. when you have a sucky year last year and now you, you don't think you fired your offensive coordinator to make a statement that you're making a change to save yourself? Yeah, I think there's zero chance. Unless, barring a total meltdown, like we don't win another game all year. Mm-hmm. Or like a total, like a, like a Brian Billick locker room uh, revolt or whatever. In 2007, we won four wins. That was the last time we had the number of injuries that we have right now. 2007? 2007. Okay. We had four wins after all that. A lot of injuries, and that's that's then where we got a low draft seed where we got to draft Flacco and Rice. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think his job's in danger. Been hanging out with film study, learning a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Man, Josh is all knowledgeable these days. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, so I'm still down on it right now, but I also feel like you can turn on the game and halfway through the fourth quarter and – enjoy the game and, and save yourself three hours and of your that, life. That, exactly. That's how I was feeling. Suddenly, is football starting to become like basketball, like hockey, where you really just need the final five minutes of the game. Sure. I'd argue that baseball can be that way, too. All sports in general just depends on what's important in life. <laughs> like, who's the, who's the president? Base, baseball is harder to judge when that final five minutes is going to be. Sure. I mean, you, you game starts at 7, you turn it on around 8.30, pop the score. All right, I'll watch the rest of this game. Yeah, if it's a National League game, it'll be the second inning. <laughs> well, Josh, you may be spending enough time with film study, but I don't, I don't think you're spending enough time with, with Bert. Because according to Jacob Brock, he says, uh, and he's in our their chat room where you can watch us live every Tuesday on Facebook at 7.30, he says that the Browns are wearing all white that game that the, the, the color rush game not brown they ran all white that's why why would a brown team wear white that makes no sense because they're the browns and they're terrible at everything they do yeah because the city, the city at least we've won three win, games doesn't this win year. anything except baseball or basketball wouldn't it be great if the indians win too cleveland has been the laughing stock of professional well, sports for point, 30 years at that point i want to just root for the browns just <laughs> just go for it all they're zero and six josh <laughs> hey no. They're already mathematically eliminated. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't <laughs> think they're eliminated yet. <laughs> not, not if they only need nine wins to win. If the Browns get good all of a sudden, you know it's the end times. Uh, maybe, maybe LeBron can go give them a nice big, uh, a big uh, speech like he did the Indians. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, uh, out of all the baseball teams left, the Blue Jays are the only ones that I don't want to win. I don't, you know. I, I'd love to see the Indians win for Cleveland. I, I've came around on the fact that I don't want the Cubs to win. You don't? No. Oh, I kind of. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think that'd be cool. I like cool. the Cubs. I'd I, I'd like to see the Cubs maybe go to the World Series. I like the idea that the Cubs haven't won in a hundred years. Can there's and that that goes away. Yeah, you, you lose that. And what, that's part of their identity. What's the point of the Cubs next year if they win the World Series? No one will care. No, and and so how many bandwagon people are on the Cubs? A lot of people. That's is that why there's something about the Cubs that bothers me. Well, I I I, I, I want to like I like I like Joe Madden. I, I, I like I like like uh, Chris Bryant. I like the players on that team. I like Jake Garrietta kind of I, in a I, weird, complicated way. But there's something about me that doesn't allow me to root for the Cubs. I don't really. I kind of feel is. like they're the Yankees. Like they bought this high payroll. Yeah, like yeah. like they bought the paid and decided. You know what? We're gonna finally start being good. We're gonna win a World Series. Let's just open the open the paychecks, whatever it takes. Sign Lester. Sign Bring in Madden. Yeah, exactly. I f- it feels really manufactured. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. That you've mentioned the Cubs, who haven't won a World Series since 1908. Uh, 1908. It's 107 years ago. They have the longest drought in Major League Baseball. Do you know what team has the second longest the drought? The Cleveland Indians. That's correct. Cleveland Indians haven't won in 67 years. What about the Washington Nationals? They've never won. Never. Yeah, never. Well, and, the, and the Expos, and, and, and the the w- Expos began in 1969. Right. Remember the Expos. 
were gonna win in 1994 if it weren't for that strike. Yeah, Dan Duquette's team, right? Yeah, yeah, Dan, that's Dan Duquette's biggest regret in life. Two teams that have never even appeared in a World Series: the Nationals slash Expos and one other. The Astros? Nope. Nah. Never appeared in World Series. Never appeared. Never. In the, it's the, not the, the, it's a new team, but it's not the Marlins. Oh, the Rockies? Nope. No, the Rockies no. won. No. Marlins won. Marlins have won. Yeah. Unless you're counting Miami instead of Florida. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna go American League. American League. Can you give me a division? Let's narrow it down. AL West. Angels. Nope. Rangers. Nope. Rangers have been in a World Series. Mariners? Rangers never won. Mariners. Mariners. Seattle Mariners have never been to a World really? Series. Even nope. with those Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, well, that's the never. famous, like, what, 105 uh, win year, and they went out in right. the first round. Yep. Right. There are, let's see, one, they, two, they three, lead the league four, in, like, home five, runs one year, six. too. There are six teams that have never won a World Series. Actually, no, eight. Uh, but the Rockies and the Rays don't really count because they just began in the 90s. Uh, six teams that prior to the 1980s that have never won a World Series. That would be the Rangers, the Astros, the Brewers, the Padres, the Nationals, and the Mariners. Yeah, we talk about the Orioles drop being long. That's crazy. Well, they have a drought. They've never been, never won since they've been a franchise. Right. Yeah. What What sucks more, never winning or winning when you were like a child and never seeing it <laughs> as an adult and just hearing the stories of, of when the Orioles were great? So you got those first two, the Cubs and the Indians. Then we have those six that I just mentioned. After those six, Pittsburgh and then Baltimore. Okay. But for the record, like the Cubs and Indians, they've had a lot of good teams. Sure. And they haven't been terrible for the past, you know. The Indians were at least. They haven't been terrible like the Orioles have been terrible. For the the Indians were in the World Series in 97, which we all remember well. Yeah. Um, the Cubs haven't been to a World Series since 1945, which they lost. Really? They haven't been to a World Series? Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Is, are you. Do you also have a little bit of anger with the fact that it's Arietta and Rich Hill pitching tonight? <laughs> now that we're, we're in the NLCS and it's two former Orioles? I think it's no, kind of cool. Good for all. them. Yeah. Whatever. It has nothing to do with the Orioles. But I, I, I think also a little bit of the Cubs annoyance. I know they're nerd lovers over there. Like paying Jason Hayward because he's his war and his sabermetrics numbers were so good. He got a ton of money. Nerd lovers. Yeah, they're just the Theo Epstein over do you, there. They do just you, love nerds. They just love the nerd stuff. Yeah, and, and the Orioles. We comments. haven't heard much about the Orioles doing sabermetrics. Do you? Is that something you want? I know. Well, they have a department in sabermetrics. Right, but I think it's like we don't hear much about. Dudes. Yeah, wonder if we can get one of those nerds on yeah, on the show. Hey, how crazy is it if the Cubs do win the World Series that for a guy like Theo Epstein? who ends the Red Sox drought of 100 years or whatever it was in 2004, yeah. and then he goes to Chicago and ends their 100-plus year drought. He becomes a baseball god. In How old cities. do you think he is? Uh, he's like 38. No, he's older than that. I would say he's mid-40s. He's, he'll turn 43 in December. Yeah. But that, that, and that that's means insane. He was, in a, he was younger than us when he ended the Red Sox drought. Yeah. Save your two franchises. But again, what are we doing with our lives? But Seriously. Again, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you, if Theo came to Baltimore, would he win a World Series? Oh, I don't care about that. Because I just think that this guy is a way better person than I'll ever be. But I don't, <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't I th think there's anything special about him. He go, he's gone. Oh, went shut to, up. They brought him to Boston. Well, how can you they say there's nothing special about him? They brought him to Boston. They opened up the checkbooks. They let him do whatever. They'd send him to Chicago, open Josh, up the checkbooks, the do whatever. Young players. Look at what they've done they with do young have, players. Yes. And I'd say those I came before him. Oh, I, I mean, we can break I mean, it down. But what's he been there? Two years? Three years? I want, I want to say three years. But 
Yeah, I think the general manager, like he, I would rather have him than Dan Duquette. Two thousand one, he's Fine, been with I the would Cubs. Too. You know how many? There's I five can, years he's been with the Cubs. I know about three general managers, but I can say there's at least eight general managers I'd rather have than Dan Duquette. Just, I mean, I don't even have to know their names. I can just look at teams and say, uh, I don't see what Dan Duquette has done for this team except for the Rule Five draft. He has good luck at. And the little dumpster dive in <laughs> of the rule Nelson five, Cruz. Like, what is that? Exactly. How is that team really <laughs> exactly. from the Rule 5 guys? Exactly. How do you build a team with pitching? And Dan Duquette has not shown me a single thing he can do with pitching. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, I, my only argument for that is we saw all the guys that came before Dan Duquette so it can be a lot worse than Dan. Oh yeah, yes, yes. And <laughs> how about like my only argument? The co-GMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we don't even. But, uh, we're gonna start making up titles here. Like outside of Andy McPhail, there's been a, a, a whole lineage of just terrible GMs right, for the Orioles. But I'm interested a little bit about a new GM because we've had a couple years now of grooming Brady Anderson, and we know that Buck and du- Dan Duquette have bumped heads with some stuff, like Hanzu Kim. Uh, we we assume yeah I don't know we what know we that know, du- we, we know assume, yeah. that Buck was not happy with the rumors of Duquette trying to go to Toronto. Sure. I wonder if Buck and a guy like Brady would work better together. Can, but can, can, and I wonder uh, what's Brady's real role as special advisor to Dan Duquette. Here, here here's my issue with that. I always feel like in it, at, it, when you're when you're doing things like running a baseball team conflict can be a good thing like i want conflict about hyunsu kim i want i want conflict between my i don't want right. my gm being a yes man for the manager right like i want two men with baseball minds brilliant baseball minds like ned yost type minds here you know <laughs> going back out and debating to make the best decision i don't want a bunch of yes men i don't want brady anderson just to be buckshaw walter's yes man you know i'm watching this show it's called the pitch it's, a, it's about a real baseball team <laughs> The San Diego Padres. Okay. I'm familiar with the All baseball right. team. <laughs> and their owner told the GM to fire the manager. And the GM wouldn't do it because he was friends with the manager. So I think we need a little conflict. <laughs> you know, there was a news report in Toronto that uh, saw the, the, I guess, preview or something for the pitch. And they ran it like it was a new real story. They thought that there finally was a girl pitcher in the major leagues. I thought there was for the Padres. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and Zach Morris has a comeback as a catcher. I would love that. Yeah, and, and Tim Tebow plays baseball. Come hey, on, and he's healing hey, lives in the dugout. Yeah, he, he saved a guy, a guy in the stands, and laying to, the hands on people. Today, he got his first AFL hit. Yeah, the question is healing guys in the dugout. The only question is, is anyone surprised? No, no, no. Just Why isn't he running Tebow. for president? Tim Tebow could win. Tim Tebow could do so much more with his life than sports. He would win the South. Yeah, <laughs> he'd win Florida. Florida, you need Florida to be president. That's a, that's a crucial state. Swing state. Swing state. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got um, I got some thoughts on this. Uh, on what the Orioles? I thought be. we were talking football. Oh, we were. The bird started. How did we get into baseball? I, it was probably me. It was probably me. I remember the point where I thought, "Do I want to kind of pull this thing back, or should I just let it go?" I mean, it is natural <laughs> that we'll always go baseball. And we did play the the football theme song at the top of the show. Does that matter? I mean, we're Baltimore sports. Are we? Are we? We can uh, talk blast if we want. As, as, can we? As sports fans, are if we, we knew anything, are we? Are we done? Are we writing the season off for the Ravens? No. How about for the Orioles? We're done with that season. Their season's over. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I, I. Yeah, I don't even. How did we get to the Orioles? But either way, no. I think the Ravens still have a shot, though. It's 
it's been an ugly three weeks. Yeah, we've we've gone through stretches of ugliness before where we still make the playoffs and still win a game or two in the playoffs. Um, just, so no, I just my whole deal was I just you know I needed a few personal weeks off. So what are you doing this week? I'm I'm not going to watch the game again. I'll tune it in halfway through the fourth quarter probably. So you're, so you're going to give it at least through uh, through the through break. the bye week. The yeah, bye yeah, week. yeah, yeah. When, yeah, yeah. when the Ravens need a break, you need a break off. Yeah, especially if they can win, if they can beat the Jets on Sunday. I think they will. Then I I will be. I would be back into the swing of things. They'll get the bye week. And then you got two games in a matter of four days. That are big games. Yeah. A- AFC North opponents, I'll be all in. Yeah, I think it's um, – and I don't know if, if Film Studies talked all about this, but I think one of the things – the big story that no one's really talking about is the Ravens – I think they would be undefeated they're, they're playing the if, if game. If they won all the games. If they won all the games. If they scored more points than their opponents each game, they'd they win. win each game. No. <laughs> they'd, go, they'd go undefeated. <laughs> I think that's how it goes, yeah. No, our, our inability to get the ball in the end zone when you're in the red zone. Well, let's talk about that. Fourth, fourth and one, and they went for it. Yeah. Yeah. On the goal line. Leaving points on the board. Which I haven't heard a single person agree with the call as far as not just the decision to go, but the decision to do like a, a outside toss. The, the, to- the toss was is ridiculous. So either you hate the play call, or you say or you go up the, the middle. Decision. Right. Yeah, it's either go up the middle or kick the field goal. Yeah. And the t- and the the toss, the end around thing, didn't work. Terrence West is really good about jumping up for a yard and a half. Right. That's his thing. Right. It didn't Run work. It didn't work when you half. were four yards away and you tried to go up and over. But when you're one but yard, half a yard, you can get it. Even when you're away, you got two yards. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right. Simple. I think sometimes these coaches... Try to be too too cute. Yeah, they, they, they over they overcoach. Yeah. Like, just do what works. Even if the other team knows what's coming. Like, you know what's coming with Zach Britton. Just and then let, it, you, let your best go against their best and right. see what happens. And then that play where uh, Young and Weddle ran into each other and then gave up the touchdown to the end. It was just a crappy play. Yeah. Um, mistake. Yeah, I, I think Young admitted that it was his technique that was the problem. And and film study watched the film, and he said Weddle was out of position. Okay. That it was Weddle's Weddle, fault. In the post game, Weddle took full responsibility for yeah. the loss. He was like, it's on us. Yeah, film study said Young was just being the rookie guy taking the blame when really it was Weddle's fault. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, and how about Odell Beckham? What a, what a what character a, what he a is. Jerk. First thing he he's, does. He's, it's Jose Batista on the football field. Oh, he's <laughs> times worse than Jose Batista. First thing he does, takes off his helmet. So everyone can see his well, face. What's, what's with the NFL and all year we've been having these stupid taunting penalties and nothing that Beckham does is, is taunting? They got he penalized for taking his helmet off. For yeah. taking his helmet off, not yeah. for taunting. What's well, all That's all done on the sidelines. I just don't think you can do it on the – Taunting is when you get in the opponent's he, face. He did jumping jacks and stuff in the end zone. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can you penalize them outside of taking – like can you give them two penalties? I mean it's – Sure. It's, it'll still be just be 15 yards. I guess you One get, will be declined, right? Yeah, right, right, them. right. But I mean, eventually, like a guy like Odell Beckham, I'm just curious. I'm he, gonna sit back and see what happens because he's the type of player that can destroy an entire football team. Right. So I'm just gonna sit back and see and, what happens to the Giants because things are going south for the Giants. Things are starting. And this, south this was his and first. Gonna blow up. Right. And this was his first good game this yeah. year, so people were worried that he was destroying it. Yeah. I also wonder if when you do that stuff, if when you're a jerk like that, don't you just make yourself a target to the other team? Like, don't they then want to just hit you harder and maybe get a little cheap shot in on you? Yeah. And I, I, I didn't see any of his teammates really embracing him. He was right. kind of just doing his own thing. Yeah, he's a... 
Like Eli Manning was not there giving him a hug. Eli Manning was just, you know, went back to the bench. And so he's all on his own. <laughs> he's all business, baby. He's all on his own doing all that nonsense. I don't think his teammates really like him. Other other people on other teams really don't like him, obviously. Uh, so on the one hand, I guess you can say he's good for the sport because I think sometimes jerks are good for sports. It's It's fun to hate people. He was hated before Sunday. I mean, we don't see the Giants all that much, so you know his personality isn't in our face all the time. But teams like fans of teams like the Redskins and the Cowboys and the Eagles, who have to face him twice a year, don't like him, and they got a lot of enjoyment out of seeing the uh, kicker's net smack him in the face a couple yeah, weeks that ago. Was <laughs> that was that's good old good old sports fun right there. Yeah. Is there any more uh, football, or should we should we just go with Bert's transition to baseball? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 all I'm all Ravens out. I'm I'm going to watch the game on Sunday. I'm not going to the aquarium. I'm not going to the Baltimore Zoo. Okay. I'm not going to. I wasn't going to invite you. I was trying to think about you, but you're 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 in trouble after next week because they, those are the only kid friendly things to do in Baltimore. That's right. It's the zoo and the aquarium. After that, <laughs> there's nothing kid friendly. Yeah, that you can do uh the what's the thing inside across the street from uh, pl- uh power plant? Club Iguana. Oh, Port Discovery. Yeah, oh, that's no. a dump. Don't go to Port Discovery. I'm not that's going a dump. To, no way. No way. All right, let let's transition to some more of stuff. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. Okay, we're now joined by Eric from Barstool Sports. Hey, Eric, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, nothing much. Just talking a little football, a little, a little Orioles talk. Uh, so, Eric, you posted uh, your your awards, right, for the for the 2016 mm-hmm. the RDTs. Let me let me. Call them what RDs? they are. The RDs? Is it the RDTs or the, R- or the RDs? Yeah. The, the RDTs. It was, it was a takeoff of Michael Scott's Dundies <laughs> okay. from uh, The Office. That, that's like that's a clever. 10-year-old reference, right? Yeah. Hey, hey. I, I rewatch that show at least twice a year, so it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought your website and you yourself, Eric, was supposed to appeal to the young people. The young people still into to, to The Office? Um... I'm not sure about the young people. I think so. I mean, it's on Netflix, so I feel like, you know, everyone, everyone's gotten a chance to watch it. I, I mean, I, I know when I was in college, that's pretty much all I did that was binge-watched The Office, and that explains my grades. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, young kids are still watching it, though. All right, be careful. I think you're showing your age a bit, though, right? Be careful with that stuff. <laughs> I pop that on Netflix True. every once in a while. You just pick a random episode from a random season and know you're going to get a few good chuckles out of it. Yeah, it's one of those shows. It's, exactly. It's, it's because, a rerun show, yeah. Well, because I, I, know I, don't, I know I don't have to pay attention, and, you know, because I've seen each episode enough times where I can kind of just play it over <laughs> in my head. And, you know, and like I said, if I – I'll throw it on if I'm blogging or something like that, and it'll, it'll give me a good chuckle in the background. That's true. That's you know true. what it is? It is, for the generation below us, what Seinfeld was for us. Sure. What we can just put on, yeah. 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 If you start making the Seinfeld re- references, though, you really will be showing your age. So I would stay away from Seinfeld. Uh, and maybe put in, like, flip in a little bit of New Girl there, okay? Because that's what the kids are into now, New Girl's a show, right? I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen any New Girl, but okay. um, I did see that there was an article that came out today that, like, broke down every baseball player and reference that's ever been on Seinfeld. So that I put that on my reading list for tonight. That, oh, that's that should be a pretty cool. good article. Nice. Well, that, that covers a few Orioles. Of course, and of, of course, Buck was the manager. 
Yeah, absolutely. They, 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 they kind of laid out they laid out the field, and you know, Jay Buhner was in left, and uh, Buck was the manager. So probably uh, Yankees that, that, in seems, there. Uh, that was a neat concept. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So so let's get to your to your RDTs. You have um, Manny Machado as your MBO. Kind of just props for your originality. Is is he going to? Uh, can we can we write Manny Machado every as long as he stays in Oriole? Is he just going to be the MBO every single year? Um, I, I mean, I think so. Unless they go out and trade for Mike Trout or someone like that, you know. Dude, I, is I that mean, possible? I think if if we don't want to have anyone on Frederick or Bowie or half an Orioles team next year, it could be possible. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, realistically, probably not. Obviously, um, but I mean, it's. I think he's he's easily the best player on the team. I think he's a top ten player right now in baseball, and he's only yeah. getting better. We saw him take another step forward this year, which was scary after the twenty the twenty um, fourteen year we were or twenty fifteen. We were saying, you know, think about if he, if he can go to that next level, and this year he did, and he's only getting bigger and stronger. And you know, the doubles we saw in twenty thirteen are, are those are flying, you know, ten rows deep. So I I, I think we have to think he's still. There's, is there another level for him? Like that's that's scary to think just about how good he would be. But I think he's still on the upswing. Obviously, he's only what twenty twenty four. I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah he, he's definitely on the there, upswing. There's a lot of talk of Manny Machado this off season, and you know, getting him a new deal and everything. But what I really want to know mm-hmm. is what ugly tattoo will he get this off season? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a dog tattoo. I've seen his his little puppy. <laughs> you know, he could add that. Um, I mean, I, I feel like a dog tattoo is better than a tattoo of a girlfriend or a wife because you, you never you never break up with your dog. <laughs> yeah, and, and not only did Manny Machado win your MBO, but I think you were spot on, Eric, about the best moment Manny Machado taking out your Donovan Ventura. Uh, was there in your in your running down of moments? Was there even like a close second? Um, the the Kim home run late in the season to sure. kind of you know that 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 last week kind of propelled them. That was that was neat. Um, I'm trying to even like the, the Jonathan Scope home run against uh, the Giants, things like that. Um, I, you could also go, you know, the the walk off against um, Chat or not the walk off the. Uh, it wasn't a walk off, was it against Chapman um, in Baltimore? Leader, right. Leaders line one up yeah, the middle. The I, I can't remember if that was was that bottom eight or bottom nine. I think it was bottom eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, stuff like that. But the the Ventura fight was just. That just jumped out to me right away, and I think <laughs> sure. in, in ten years I'm still going to be watching that those highlights on YouTube or, you know, my 3D projector or whatever we have in ten years. Yeah. Um, that I mean that that that's going to be the lasting image for me, um, at least for this the 2016 year. You you want to hear a little bit of that? Yeah, let's try it. Orioles ahead five to one. And he's drilled, and Manny's going after him. And here we go. And Manny and Ventura are going at it on the mound. And this is a big-time brawl at Camden Yards. And there's a scramble around the pitcher's mound. There's a bunch of shoving and pushing and uh, some punching going on, too. Machado did not hesitate. And now Trumbo's going after somebody. A lot of holding and uh, shoving around right now. And now the bullpens get in on it as they uh, come in toward the infield. Manny and Ventura still barking at each other. Manny is being pulled away by C.B. Buckner. You can you can tell those announcers are really good at at calling fights. 
<laughs> a lot of shoving and pushing and uh, some punches. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this has been a good year of fights, right? Like, we had that fight. The Batista door fight was, you know, as good of a punch as you're going to ever see at a no doubt. field. So this was a good year in terms of fights, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, we we saw some quality, some quality scuffles this year. It wasn't just a bunch of people running out from the dugout and kind of stand, or from the bullpens and kind of just standing around. Yeah, and mostly thanks to the Royals and Blue Jays. So thank you, Royals and Blue Jays, for being jerks. <laughs> maybe they, maybe Batista ends up on the Royals next year. That'd be fun. So you had he would her... fit in with that culture quite nice. Yeah, he would. Sorry, go he on. Would, that jerk culture. Can you let me ask questions, Eric? <laughs> so yeah, you... yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you have for your most improved Oriole. You, you put Jonathan Scope. Now, I, I, I don't know, because I think Scope is a tough one, right? Because expectations for him for, was, were so high. And his like, improvement was, was just an inch or there so. There was a lot of talk about 30 home runs, um, but it, which he didn't reach. What was your, your thinking behind uh, giving Jonathan Scope the most improved? I just think we saw him just become such a complete player. From Not, not only, you know, I mean, him, him at the plate, he was, I mean, what was he at, 300 midway through, was that June or July? Yeah, he was, he was, and, he was great the first anybody. half of the season, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think any of us thought that he would get up there, especially after the last, you know, his season last year. We saw him when he came back from the injury. We said, well, he looks like he's going up there to swing. He doesn't look like a hitter. He's just kind of guessing at everything. This year, I think he came with a better approach. Um, You know, he he was dry. He had a a ton of doubles. Um, So I I just thought he became a much better hitter at the plate and just in the field. He was great to watch. I mean, he was he was good last year, but it, I feel like this year we really saw we, we kind of missed out on the um, the double play combination with Hardy, but like that that month, month and a half, when we saw him and Manny at second and short, it was like, you know, just, it was the minors for them all over again, just having fun playing baseball. And I don't, I, I think he just, I, he took another step forward, um, which, and like I said, I, I next year we're going to expect the same thing, maybe 30 home runs. I think he had a, he, he had a rough September. Um, I think he got tired. I think, you know, Buck could have sat him a few days because uh, it looked like his, his legs were getting tired and his yeah. swing was a little slow at the end of the year. But, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think it was between him and Trumbo for most improved. And it was obviously hard for me to say Trumbo because I arguably, I mean, I didn't watch much of him last year at all. Sure. Um, and I was going to say Trumbo just because of the home runs. But, that's you know, I, I, I think Scope had a, a better, I don't know, not a better year, but I think he, he – out, he out excelled the uh, the performance that I thought he was going to put up this year. Yeah, I, I think you could put Tillman into that conversation as well. Tillman took a big step it seemed this year, uh, especially yeah. the first half of the season when he was really on pace for that maybe a chance at twenty and what he end at sixteen. Sixteen, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tillman's one of those guys Even, where like it was a, a a step forward two years ago, a step backwards last year. Right, he kind of regained his form. Yep. Yeah, and Gossman too. I, I think I yeah. talked about him. Not so much. Not so much the numbers. I mean, you know, obviously the win. The I think he what was he nine and twelve. I think, but just just I mean, the ERA um, was lower, and he just looked like the eye test. He was a much better pitcher this year. His stuff was a lot crisper, and he had a lot more. He was piecing together more of those games where we said, okay, this is it. Especially in the second half of the year, that that little late run that he had. And remember all those great starts at the beginning of the year he had with no run support. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, we literally if he right. gave up one run, he was losing. Yeah, and that's and that, and that's another guy like Machado, like Scope Gossman's another guy that's still on the upswing. Uh, speaking of guys on the upswing, for me, like my my favorite thing about the 2016 Orioles season and my biggest surprise, and you talked about him being a blast from the past, is Dylan Bundy. 
I I I thought he would be in the he would be hidden in the pen the entire year. He'll pitch till June and then he'll get hurt and be out for the rest of the season. That's was that was what my expectation was. But he turned out to be a really important piece uh, in our playoff run. Yeah, I I thought that he would be Jason Garcia from last year. Exactly. Same thing. Yes. You kind of throw you throw him in the mop up games. They're up they're up eight or they're down nine. You know stuff like that. Let him yeah let him come out of the bullpen. And yeah, he would go down with some phantom injury, you know, near after the All Star break, and they would they would rehab him. He'd get some rehab starts. But I mean, you know, Bub, I, Buck knows, you know, I, I don't know if I can if I'm still allowed to say this in Baltimore. Buck knows how to use the bullpen, and I think he used him perfect that the first half of the year. I think I think he really he really showed you know what a weapon he was. And I just remember watching that game against the Dodgers when he struck that seven. And I think that's when it kind of the light bulb kind of came on for all of us, and we said, you know what? I think I think he's definitely going to make some starts this year. And I think it was just a few weeks later that, uh, or a few games later that we saw him step in. So I I didn't really have an award for him. I wanted to make one. So I was I just wanted to, you know, I mean, he he had a great year. I think from from definitely his standpoint. I don't know what he thought would be what he would get out of this year coming into it, but I think he has to be happy. I think he won he won ten games, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did. I, yeah, I, I mean that's. And I think the whole if you goal. You gone into the season. Sorry, go on. I, well, I was going to say the whole goal. I think for for him and for the Orioles was can you stay healthy for an entire year? That's it. Mm-hmm. As long as his arm was attached to his body at the end of the year, I think we would have been happy. Yeah. And you know, if I if I would have told you the night before the season at Birdland Radio, if I would have said Dylan Bundy is going to have ten wins, you would have said where at Frederick or at Bowie when he's <laughs> exactly. rehabbing or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think it was I think it was a good year for him. So and I, again, I'm excited for next year with him. Yeah, and hey, it's got to give us hope for next year that we just talked about three Orioles starting pitchers as big improvements this year. Absolutely. All right, um, Eric. Let let let's get into this. I I hate a lot of things in this world, right? I hate Jose Bautista. I hate David Ortiz. I hated that show Smallville when Lana Lang stopped being a sh- part of the show because I loved her as a character. I hated when I hated The Office after Michael Scott left. Like I, I hate a lot of things, but Eric, mm-hmm. I don't think I hate anything in this world as much as you hate Jason Lockenfora. <laughs> and you spent a good part of your awards going over Jason Lockenfora. Where does this hate come from, Eric? It just comes from him being a bandwagon <laughs> Orioles fan. He gives us. Yes. You know, he gives us a bad name where he's, you know, one inning he's saying that, uh, the team has no heart. They need to, you know, fire Buck. He lost, he lost his fastball. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. And meanwhile, you know, all you have to do is type in Jason Lockin for a Red Sox, either on Twitter or into Google. And first thing that pops up on Google is his, his article from the Washington Post. Quote, Jason Lockenford explains how he went from being a Red Sox fan to an Orioles fan. Yeah. That's fine when you're seven years old and you're not <laughs> living and dying with the team like we are. Yeah. But as a grown man, I don't understand how you can make a switch from one, you know, from one team to the other. Just because, I think his reasoning was, oh, I, well, you know, when I came to Baltimore, they got good, so I started following them. That's a, that's a BS, you know, excuse to, to switch to a team. Like, we're just... I don't be a man for me one time and stick with your team. I just I I hate it. I don't like him. I hate his, you know, because like I said, he trashes the Orioles on Twitter relentlessly if they have a bad game. And yeah. then the next day, I see he's tweeting Jack from All Time Low talking about I'll see you at the playoff game. And you know what? He will because he can get those tickets when guys like me and you guys, 
you know, are watching every every game, living and dying with them, and he's he's calling it quick after August. But you know, he'll be there right behind the screen for the playoff game. So but, I had to, I figured this was my last shot to do it, or my last chance to take a shot at him. Yeah, till uh, fest or something. Yeah. All right, till next season when he starts reminding everyone again that he was born on the streets of Highland Town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, uh, what is he? Just a phony. He's. And I, I saw him. I saw him at Fan Fest, I think, two years ago, and I wanted to say something to him, but he was with his kids, and I did. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> I just wanted to ask him, you know, what it what it felt like to, to you know, hop on and off the bandwagon. So that guy's a clown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it, Eric. We're gonna. I hope we have you on here as kind of a recurring guest, and I'm gonna make it my goal in every interview with you to somehow slip in a Jason Lockham for a question. Uh, just because it's fun to hear you talk about him. It's it's like how they always bring the Baltimore accent into Tim uh, Kirchin. <laughs> right. Same the, same type of thing. Absolutely. Is, is, is absolutely. It, is it, it, if you want to get me fired up, yeah, you just, just say <laughs> JLC and that'll light a fire underneath. See, see, but my theory is with JLC that he is actually good for Twitter because he's one of like, it's Jose Batista. We hate him, but he's good for baseball. It's J, J, JLC the same way. Everyone hates him. But he's good for Twitter. It's entertaining stuff, right? Or no, it's just stupid. I'd like to yeah, see Machado I, I, hit him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I get I get Red Sox fans in my Twitter, you know, you know, in my in my messages saying, you know, what's up with your boy Lockin' Fora? And I say, no, 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 he's not my boy. He's your boy. He's one of you guys. He's a, you know, he's a Red <laughs> Nobody Sox wants fan. Him. I, I have that. Yeah, no one wants to claim him. I know all the Royal fans hate him because he he went hard after them, which I, you know, I, I obviously like that. I, that's I will support anyone going against the Royal fans who are cicadas and come out of hiding every 29 years or whatever it is. Yeah, whenever but, good. Um, yeah, that's, so, you know, if you ever want to get me fired up, like I said, <laughs> just toss, toss a JLC tweet my way. That's good to know. I'm going to go back to that well often, often. So that, 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 <laughs> that's good to know. Well, Eric, we appreciate yeah, you, you. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your awards with us. Uh, it, was, it was fun talking to you. You can find Eric. Uh, Eric, do you want to tell the listeners where you can find your stuff? Yeah, um, you know, I tweet out all my articles during the season and stuff like that uh, from my Twitter at Barstool RDT. It's just the letters RDT. Those now stand for Roll Damn Tribe, as we're rooting for the Indians. <laughs> there you uh, go. Right. This I love series. It. And, um, you know, and, and like I said, uh, follow me, uh, read my stuff over at BarstoolSports.com and then just under the uh, our DMV tab over there. All right, cool, Eric. Well, thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. See ya. I just had a great idea. What? We should get JLC on our show. At the same time? And then ambush him and have <laughs> Eric RDT on the other line. That would be must-listen-to podcast. We, got, we got two lives now, right, Josh? We do. Yeah. We do. We could do that. But but I Ambush. Ambush. <laughs> but I think we got to do JLC it. I, come on I think we'd have to do it in studio to get the video. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that because, be? Because that, well, that Machado, radio? the sound of that Machado Batista fight is okay. The video is way better. Or even better, the the with the mics. forget yeah. the phone lines in studio ambush. We have Eric hiding in the laundry room Literally the whole time. Him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think it'd be funnier if we have Eric sitting at the table and Lockin' Fora comes out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either, yeah, we. I would love to see Jason like a four come out of the closet, and we could be like, "You are not the father." <laughs> it could be Mori Povich up Jerry, in here. Jerry. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, that'd, that'd be the goal. All right, intern. When you come back, who? when Mori you come Povich. back, Mori Povich. 
He does the yeah, uh, the, the paternity yeah. test. Yeah, but why would you go to Maury, not to uh, Maury's the Maury's Jerry. the original. Yeah, Jerry. Maury, Maury was before Jerry. No. Yeah, but when people think about people coming out, uh, keep coming out of the closet. People come closet. Who is pregnant? Uh, paternity test. I would always go to Springer. I don't think Springer's on anymore. I know. But no, and now it's but now Maury's Maury's still on every day, right? Is he? Is, I'm pretty is, sure. Is Steve still on? Steve has his own show. Right? Steve, the security guard from Wilco's from or something. Jerry? Yeah. He used to be the bodyguard or the bouncer. You know, I never knew he even had his own show. If the intern ever comes back, maybe he can get us talking for her. They're both Orioles slash Red Sox fans. Yeah, they got that connection, that bond. But in fairness to the intern, he was young when he switched over back to the Orioles. Yeah, 20 years old. Now, timing, they both switched about the same time when the Orioles started to get good. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Maury's show is still uh, still airing. It's under renewal for uh, 2018. Nice. Still on. Well, we appreciate Eric coming on, and he is a great follow on Twitter. He tweets a lot. Yeah, a, a lot of gifts of himself, like it's a lot like, of pictures of like himself on on gifts? stuff, or he like it's got his face it's got on a lot there. of his face on like a oh, gif or on a he's photo. He's really good. Yeah, put about uh, the Photoshop. He's, he's yeah. good with the Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, depending on your definition of good, yes, he's active with the Photoshop. He's active, prolific with the Photoshop. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to our three up, three down segment. It's now time for three up and three down. This is a segment that um, we spring on Bert every week because right. no, no right. idea it's coming. But where we say uh, a good thing that happened and a bad thing that happened this past week in Baltimore sports or Baltimore life or Baltimore or just labor. in your life or just my life. Yeah, uh, I'll go first. My up is the Jerry Springer show, which is entering its twenty sixth season. It's still going strong. Still going strong. That's what I'm talking about. There Jerry, you go, Jerry. <laughs> is Jerry still the host? Yeah. Shouldn't it be like one of his sons that wasn't actually his son? The, the, it says the 25th season of Jerry Springer began on September 21st, 2015, and the 26th season of Jerry Springer started September 19th, 2016. He should be the moderator of the debates. Yeah, should be, be great. Jerry Springer, one, Mari Povich, another, and I don't know, uh, Judge Judy, the third. <laughs> It'd be way more entertaining than these news people. It'd be a syndication election. My up. Yep. My, yep. I'm, I'm up with my up. I have uh, Francona's use of the closer. Now, there was some... Uh, I'm going to get into a little baseball talk. Here. I was going to say, this, I thought we were going to talk about this in much more detail, but let's do it. Yeah, yeah. This is... Um, I hope Buck Showalter is watching these, these playoffs. There's been some ideas out there about trading Zach Britton. Yeah. And my initial response to be... My initial response was, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. Sure. Watching Andrew Miller pitch for the Indians has kind of convinced me that the Orioles should trade him. Okay. And the reason is because Buck Showalter has no idea how to use the best weapon on his team. Your best relief pitcher. Yeah. Because because your argument would then be that you are typecasting him as a closer. Right. And so You're he is locking him in. not as nearly as valuable as he could be. If 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 Buck if Buck Showalter knew how to use Zach Britton, he is you would never trade him in your life because you're watching what Andrew Miller's doing. And Andrew Miller here is in the postseason. By the way, when Andrew Miller was with the Orioles, uh, you guys remember that? Yeah, he was, he, he, he was middle reliever, seventh inning yeah. guy. Every single time in the playoffs, came in seventh inning, seventh inning, seventh, every single time. Right now with the. Uh, with the Indians, yeah, he's come in in the fifth inning in the play- this playoffs. Fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, seventh inning again, and eighth inning. 
Now, in, in his appearances, he's pitched multiple innings multiple times um, where we would use him occasionally for an inning and maybe another out. Right. Uh, so they're putting Andrew Miller in in the most critical time of the game they feel. Facing maybe the strongest part of the lineup. Right, facing strongest, like the, the, where they feel like they could lose the lead because he's the best pitcher. Okay. Buck Showalter needs to get over this Zach Britton in the ninth crap. And one would argue, well, why? And here's my question. They're using Andrew Miller like this now. Why are they using it, Andrew Miller like this right now? Because these games are more important. Yeah. Why not? Here's a dumb idea. Because you're trying to win the playoff games, right? That's like must win. Why not treat the regular season like you want to win? And pitch Andrew Miller in the most key spots in the regular season too. Or why not use Zach Britton, not just in the ninth, but use him where we really need him. One yeah. more win in April, and we would have had that wild card game at home. I'm saying. And you can still, you can like, he doesn't have to pitch three straight games. You can still manage his, right. his. But, like, why not bring him in? And I don't, and I hope, and I think major league teams are going to start doing this, right? You're going to see closers stopping closers. You're going to see closers, the best pitcher. You're going to see Chapman coming in the seventh. If there's anything managers are good at, it's copying other managers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They are, but we we see Madden doing this, Francona doing this, and they're the top managers in baseball right now. And here's why: yeah, um, if I I mean this, we have to get out. And Buck Showalter has to have this mindset of Zach Britton's an only ninth inning guy. Like there's some I know that the 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 counter is well there's well there's a mentality to pitching in the ninth inning, right? Sure, but there's also a mentality of. The eighth inning, you could have batters four, five, and six big bats, and the ninth inning, you have seven, eight, nine, exactly. And then you want to line up with Michael Givens with righties. There's your six, seven, eight guys. It's just it's like it's almost common sense right here. Sure, but we're so stuck as baseball managers are are idiots sometimes. They're so stuck in well, this is how it's done. It's how everybody does it. So we'll do it like this too. Well, I think it is uh, the managers that are in the playoffs tend to do some different things, or you find out what's important. Uh, like the last two years with the Royals and Ned Yost, the great baseball mind, he demonstrated ha- the importance of your sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning relief pitchers, right? And that happened, and a lot of teams copied that. All of a sudden, you put big, bigger emphasis on your bullpen arms, which a lot of teams did, including the Orioles. And the Orioles have a great bullpen uh, with Givens and O'Day and, and Brock, Brock yeah. and... Uh, Britain, but now what we have here in the 2016 playoffs is like you said, where guys like Francona and Madden are saying, Okay, now I have my five or six great bullpen arms. Now I'm maneuvering where each guy isn't necessarily designated a specific inning, exactly. you're designated a part of the lineup, whichever part happens to come you up match that up inning. Better. Yeah, whatever, whatever you match up better with, and yeah, uh, it's gonna change what managers do next year, and we'll find out how hard headed Buck Showalter is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it's a genius, and, yeah. but it's and hard not why, to say it because it's working. And everyone says, well, it's the playoffs is what you do. Why wouldn't you do this in the regular season? I agree. If it works in the playoffs, do it in the regular season. I agree. I'm glad you brought it all back to Ned Yost. Of course. Yeah. Do you know what um, Andrew Miller's stats is? He's won more World Series than Buck Showalter. Burn. <laughs> do you know what Andrew Miller's stats is? His stats are in the playoffs. Oh, he's good. With the Orioles and with, he's uh, never given up a hit. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Something ridiculous. Um, he's actually given him five hits, okay? Miller time. He's, he's pitched, pitched a lot of playoff games, though. Innings, wow. 17 to third inning. He's given up zero runs. Mm. He's walked three batters. You know how many strikeouts he has in 17 innings pitched? Um, 17. How many strikeouts does he have in 17 and a third innings pitched? 12. More than 17. 30. 
Oh, that's right. It would be three and then almost double. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know who else hasn't let up a hit in you postseason? Stuck in almost two guys in it. It's insane. Who's that? Zach Britton. Did uh, did the Red Sox give him some crazy money when we didn't resign him, or was he somebody yeah. we we could have gotten? No, well, we didn't. We didn't make a run at him. And we did the whole you can't pay for middle relief, late relief. But, Plus, we had O'Day, Brock, hey, Britton. We've and, got guys. Yeah, and by the way, Andrew Miller is great. He's great. He's great. He's great. He's great. Zach Britton could be doing what Andrew Miller is doing right now. now. Yeah, that's true. We got Zach true. Guy, he could be doing that. We Good got point. rid of Jim Johnson a few years ago because oh, with Britton? arbitration he got up to he was like supposed 10 to like ten million. Yeah, it looks like Britton's going to get around eleven or twelve. Yeah, but Britton's worth that money. I pay him twenty. Right? Yeah. You just hope we use him better. Yeah. If, if yeah, if, if he's just going to pitch in the ninth inning, then I almost say Brock can do that. Send him, trade him. Yeah. Full Buck Showalter. Use him in the freaking seventh inning. Saturday, I was uh, relaxing, having a good day, playing MLB The Show. And I'm playing, and it's the Orioles, and I play online, and the other person just happened to pick the Blue Jays. Nice. I didn't think anything about it. I'm playing, playing, playing. Uh, game's tied and tight, so I'm bringing in different pitchers and everything, trying to get a run. Game, uh, he hits a three-run home run and beats me. It pops up with the score with the scoreboard and stats, and then I, that's when I realized – it was the 11th inning, and Zach Britton was still my bullpen, and Ubaldo Jimenez uh, was pitching. You hadn't used him? No, I didn't use him. <laughs> You're just as I, bad as Buck. I, I, you are, you I put down the controller, cried a little, <laughs> and then I came in here and worked on the studio, and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I might not be able to play this game ever again. Yeah. I haven't touched it since. Things got a little bit too real playing the It did. Yeah. It got real, real fast. Yeah. Imagine how like, Buck feels. I was like, I thought I got over this. You think Buck went home and said, I'm never going to manage another baseball game? Yeah, probably. Well, I think, well, do you see Zach Britton? They put Zach Britton's jersey up on uh, auction. Yeah, that was funny. And oh, it's the a, it's a game-worn jersey, and Zach Britton retweeted it yeah. and, and said, false advertising. Yeah, that's, that was a funny tweet. <laughs> yeah, so we know how Zach Britton feels. At least he has a, humor, a sense of humor about it, though. Right, right. Yeah. Good for him. Well, because he wasn't the one making the call. I really hope that. I think Buck Showalter's great. We, I mean, we. I don't know if we went through this, but like, the last three years or four years, we have completely blown up the projections for how many games. Right, we were and that's to what win everyone forgets is the fact that they're playing out of their minds. Yeah, like, and I, I think same with John Harbaugh. I think they have this in common: people get caught up on like the decision to go for a fourth and one. What people don't see is all the stuff that goes on in the background, like all the stuff that Buck Showalter does with team chemistry to get them to get them ready to play. And I don't know how it's really almost impossible to, like to tell how good a manager is. That's why we like to criticize bullpen use because that's like, the only thing we can see in front of us. Because it's hard to tell how good a manager is. But one I think good indicator is is projections is how he compares to the projections. And every year he blows up the projections. Right, and that's that's the easy argument is all of the crappy managers we had before. Would any of them ever blow out projections? No, they would always go under. Go under. It'd be worse than they said. Yeah. <laughs> So for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I don't want. I don't think you should fire Buck Showalter because he doesn't know how to use Zach Britton. I just wish he would. I wish he would know how to use Zach Britton correctly. And I, and it, it I hope, would I be. I hope he learns. And it'd be fun if that changes. He's a smart, dude. He can learn. Right. But, he can evolve. But it is. It's a. It's a concept. In, when we all thought when uh, Mariano Rivera went went away, that the closer position would be go away because there will never be anyone as good as Mariano Rivera. And the world Zach, happened. Yeah, and then Zach Britton blew out. Mariana's uh, records. Yeah. So it's more of baseball needs. It's not ever about that one player, but it is as baseball teams change. We're dealing with the shift now. The shift has changed the way managers coach. 
Yep. And now hopefully we'll see a, some change in the way relief pitching. And there's is a lot of data now saying like which inning, which situations are most critical. Right. It's not there's always the, the win ninth. Probability added a stat. Uh, yeah, it's not always the ninth. Sometimes the most important inning or the most crucial inning is the seventh or sixth. Yeah, it's time for some money ball. Some sabermetrics. I'm not going that far. You know how I hate sabermetrics. Yeah. All right. We, 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 we talked it to death. Let's get to our downs. I never said my good. I went bowling on Saturday. It was really fun. I forgot I really like bowling. Bowling's my good. <laughs> Ten pin or duck pin? I went duck pin. Nice. I think if you're in Baltimore, you better go bo- duck pin. I like duck pin because you can just like th- wing it down there, throw it as hard as you oh, can. It, yeah, there was a projector like halfway down. I was definitely trying to see how close I could get to the projector <laughs> at some points. Because you give it a nice toss. I also, oh, yeah. You ever try to hit the pins in the air? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> I couldn't get it. Um, just duck, duck pins. It down there? I was, I, duck I, pin's I, my favorite two style of bowling. Candle pin is better. That's mm. the one thing Boston has that's a little better. Uh, I, I went duck pin bowling with, with your girls, Josh. Yeah. And I spent most of the time stressed out because I let Camden bowl. Oh, bad idea. Bad and the whole idea. time she'd push it down there. And, and it would be like stressful. Is the ball going to make it down the lane? <laughs> or is it going to stop halfway through and we have to get somebody? The worst, the worst is if your ball doesn't make it halfway down, it starts to roll back to you. Oh, right. Never happened. Oh, oh yeah. That's what's really bad. You need to get the alligator thing for the kids that nah, it rolls I, down. Oh, I love that. I still use that she thing. She wouldn't alligator. She wouldn't do herself. I took like three adults with us that had never duck pinned before. So that was fun, too. To see new people experience a great sport. I'm not a huge fan of duck pitting, to be honest. I feel like I throw out my shoulder every time. I, I do. I throw it. That's what Mandy said. What if we all just shot put it? Which wasn't a bad experiment. <laughs> all right, let's get to our downs. I'm sure shot putting bowling balls is probably up there in the down list. <laughs> my, my down is traffic. It took me like an hour and 45 minutes to drive home from Columbia today. Oh, Josh doesn't like traffic. I sat on 100 for like an hour standstill. Cross down. And then on my way on my way to DC this morning, it took like two hours because there were four accidents. So traffic's my down. Maybe next week it'll be your up. It's my down, and everyone else is down. Yeah, it will never be anyone's up. <laughs> my my down, and maybe this could have been my up. I don't even know how I feel about this. But Jose Batista taking a move out of the Donald's playbook. It's rigged. The whole thing's rigged. It's rigged against the Canadians. <laughs> Circumstances. Now hold up. If you're gonna rig the game, Cleveland. Do you remember how bad the pitch calls were when we were in Toronto? Yeah, like it all know. went their favor. You, you threw a beer at our outfielder. That, that guy <laughs> got fired. Yeah, I saw. Lost his real job. Oh really? Yeah. That really sucks. You not really. <laughs> you um. But if you're gonna rig anything, you never rig anything for Cleveland, right? You're always rigged against Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Things, yeah, but it, rigging things for Cleveland. They've right. had it rigged for forty years. <laughs> right, the, the, <laughs> out of here. Right, the rig would have been for Boston. And that was when the series was what? Like, was it one and zero or two and zero? Well, now it's three and zero, but three and one. Three and one. Blue Jays did win today, five to one. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I think I don't know if it was one or two and zero, but they were already calling rigged. That's <laughs> kidding me. That's Sore classic losers. Jose Batista move. Classic Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, my down is all my friends who turn into idiots this time of the year. We talked about it in the pre-show, but I'd be so happy Ravens when fans. this election is over. Oh, election. Yeah, election. They're all my all the people I feel like I had respect for turned out to be a bunch of nut jobs. And so. I hope they're not listening to the show right now. You're a nut job. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not we get the intern back. Who knows when this election's over? <laughs> yeah, he says he's coming back. Have you talked to him lately? No, I haven't heard. You know what the last text I got from him was? He's gone no. underground. The one that said I won't be back until November 8th. <laughs> November 8th, that's election night. There's no chance he comes here on election night. Is that a Tuesday? Yeah. Well, that, that might be fun. Do the, is that when we're going to do our 336 debate? 
Okay, we can do that debate. I want no um, text messages to the intern and just will wait till November 15th and see if he just shows up. Let's just right. wait and see. See if he reaches out. We, we can do it. Like, we can even have what we won't tell him, but we even have like a welcome back party. We'll, we'll give right. him like a cake or something and we'll have all the stuff November 15th ready for him to return after election. <laughs> My last time I texted the intern was Sunday, April 30th, which was Birdland Radio Day. And he yeah, said, he bailed. He bailed, right? If the tree is removed soon, I'll be over <laughs> 340. Right, right. That's, That's when the tree fell down in right, front so of his street. He, so he couldn't get to Birdland Radio. Right. <laughs> oh, Always excuses. I forgot but he was that, a thing. And that's what got him into politics was because the government took way too long to remove that tree. Yeah. He's gonna, he said, I'm going to do something about yeah. this. I'm going to go answer the phone and call people and tell them to vote. Who's the guy he's working on? Van Houten? Is Van that Houten. his person? Sure. The, yeah, the governor to vote Van Houten. He was on board with the governor too, right? Yeah, he, Larry Hogan. He, yeah, he he was a Hogan guy. I think I'm a Hogan guy. I, I didn't like, vote, but I like him. I like Hogan. I'm a Hogan man. I don't like this whole school stuff, but I um I was looking for my last. I don't have a message from the intern. You've never all. texted him. You've never texted him. I think I switched SIM cards after I texted. Oh, him. you were in so, Africa for a while, yeah. So it messed up my whole all my old messages. So I don't have it. So it was before Africa my last text. We doing ball bag. Do we have time? I got, I just want to touch on one thing with the Under Armour well, thing. Yeah, yeah. Under so Under Armour is uh has the license now for MLB uniforms starting in 2020. Yeah, you see I a think nice it, stock bump, Matt. Don't you have some Under Armour yeah, stock? Yeah, it went up like I think like 75 cents. That's Not a good bad. jump for one day. Yeah, I'm still in the hole a good bit, but it went up a little bit. I think that's awesome in that. Uh, why would now that they've announced that four years now? Why would anybody buy a Majestic Orioles jersey in the next four years? If they win the World Series, I'm buying a Majestic World Series yeah, jersey. I'm holding out for the Under Armour. I'm, with, I'm holding out yeah. for the Under Armour. I, I was not, seriously not, considering buying a jersey. There's no chance I'm buying one between now and 2020. But now I'm waiting for it. Unless they make it to the World Series. Then we get a World Series jersey. Sure, sure. Right. It's like you don't buy a new iPhone after like May because you know one's coming out but in the summer. But four years is a long way to we just made a deal. Now all jerseys made by Under Armour starting in 2020. Yeah. 2020. And you know... The, I mean, what if the Orioles announced new jerseys or something? Or a World Series patch, I think, is the only thing that would cause me to do it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and if they win the World Series, if they lose the World Series, then, you know, it's like I took a risk when I bought a Ravens Super Bowl jersey because I bought it the weekend before the Super well, yeah, Bowl too, too. with the patch on. I was like, they right. better win. They better win. No, but we did that, too. And and you'll we'll do, all do it for the Orioles, too, because you buy that to wear to the game. You buy that to wear to the World Series. Yeah. And I still think it's worth it even, even if they lose. I mean, when was the last time the Orioles made the World Series? 1983. 1983. Yeah. I, I, it was 1983. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the point I'm trying to make. What do you want to have some, some obvious Baltimore trivia? I'm being silly. I, was I wasn't even alive then. The only jersey, button-up, legitimate jersey I own is a Majestic with the gray Baltimore and it's uh, Vladimir Guerrero, number 27, because it was on sale for $9.99. Legitimate oh. jersey? Yeah. That's a great price. I mean, it's not yeah. stitched on, but it's like the fake stitched on. Yeah. I've I mean, got, it's, a, it's a real Majestic jersey. Right. I've got I'm, a, I'm really confused right now by your description. It's it's one that you would buy at the store, yeah. not, not ones off the player back. Right. It's it's one that's like $99 retail, right. not $250 right. retail. The 250 ones are like ridiculous. They're like the ones the players wear. If, right. the, if the Orioles win the World Series, are you buying a two hundred fifty dollars jersey? No, no, I'll buy the hundred dollar one. I'll yeah. buy the two hundred fifty because I love the Orioles more than you do. <laughs> okay. Well, in the meantime, I'm just gonna start saving my money for 2020 when the Under Armour jerseys come out because you you gotta assume the 
they're mostly going to be the same, but Under Armour yeah, always puts a, a little. Logo. They'll put so, uh, their own logo. I, I, they're going to change something guys, with the buttons. You guys, the buttons are going to be different or something. You guys are missing the boat. They're coming in 2020. That means it's finally time for the uniforms of the future. That's true. 2020 is the future. Under Armour is going to have uniforms that you don't have to button. They just suck in themselves. Are they going to look at the Maryland Terrapin uniforms? That or they're like the sleeveless. Oh, there you go. There you go. They're going to say Baltimore real big down the left side. Yeah, yeah. Instead of showing the whole Oriole bird, just the face gigantic and oversized. Well, this is a big move for Under Armour, and this is a Baltimore company. A big move because this sure. is like the first time, right, I think, that they've really gotten in with a major sports. Uh, uh, yeah, because Re- Reebok is NFL. Yep. And basketball is Nike. Nike. Basketball is Nike. I mean, they have individual they, deals they, with players. They, and, and they've like got that. colleges, but this is the first yeah, time they've, they've gone colleges. into a pro sport yeah, so and taken a, it over. Yeah. And they've tried. They've tried to do football. They've tried yeah. to do basketball. Right, you're right. And they've just had some players. Well, a lot of Major League Baseball players wear Under Armour, like, catcher's gear, cleats. Matt Wieters always does, yeah. Undershirts, stuff yeah. like that. But this will be the actual jerseys. This this has really got to spell the end for Majestic. What else does Majestic oh, do? that's a great point. I never really <laughs> thought about Majestic. Yeah. Majestic. Somebody think about Majestic. <laughs> right, because they already lost the hats. The hats are new era. Majestic was never the hats, were, were they? Were they not? All I think, right. yeah, new era has been Major League Baseball hats Well, forever. then if you're Majestic, how do you screw up and lose that deal? Well, how do you compete with Under Armour if you're Majestic? Yeah. What else does Majestic make? That's the, uh, the who has their stock? How's their stock doing, Matt? I don't know. If they it's got to be down seventy five cents, whatever that means. All right, yeah. Just needed to pull that for oh, the you ball. Know, I think they make a. I think they make uh, like the cheap athletic gear at like Models or something. Quick, who is the manufacturer of baseballs? Uh, Rollins. There you go. You the state it. of Delaware. Oh. Rollins. Maj- I went to the Majestic website. Their big sale right now is the Respect and Born to Rain or Live to Rain or whatever rain. You know, like the official postseason stuff. Sure. Well, that's all going to change. All that's going too. away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They got the Jackie Robinson collection. They're going to lose that. Majestic is the website I had to go through to buy my um, Jim Traber jersey because, remember, the Major League website wouldn't sell it to me. I had to go onto the Majestic site and do it. Hey, Majestic just collaborated with Vans Shoes for oh, okay. for MLB Shoes. You can buy some Vans with the Oriole bird all over them. Oh, okay. So, then, you know. We'll be all right. They'll selling, be okay. Selling t-shirts and shoes. There you go. We'll go okay. Way to go, Majestic. Well, right. Hang in there, guys. Well, hopefully, I mean, I imagine they'll still have the licenses to, to print sports teams. Sure. Stuff, sure, yeah. But not with the players. They'll print t-shirts. Well, yeah. Yeah, they can have their little cute t-shirt shop. They'll be models still, probably. Meanwhile, go Under Armour. Local, that's right. Local Meanwhile, company Under Armour does totally good. Taking over the world. Yep. Meanwhile, I'll undercut them all day with my five dollar Trumbo. Make Baltimore great again. You're shows. gonna really silly. You're gonna feel silly with that sale, that five dollar sale when Trumbo resigns. If Trumbo resigns, that thing's that jacking up to ten dollars. <laughs> what about if Trumbo resigns and Donald Trump wins the election? Yeah. See, a smart investor here would buy all of Josh's Trump shirts for mm-hmm. five dollars. Mm-hmm. Wait till Trump's elected and Trumbo. Become right. is re- resigned with the Orioles, then resell them all at seven dollars, make two dollar profit. Or yep, yep. Or collect them now when the Orioles start sucking again for fourteen years and Hillary's president. You're gonna want those to say, "See, remember the good times when we had a chance for Trump and, and Trumbo was hitting home Trumbo runs." Was hitting dunks. Yep, yep. Was that what you're thinking with Bert with Vlad Guerrero? Are you hoping that Vlad Guerrero would come back to the Orioles and sign, <laughs> and you could resell your jersey? No, actually, my thinking was when I was in college in a fraternity, my bond number was number 27, so I, I bought the Orioles jersey with number 27 on it. And just happened to be Vlad. Happened to be Vlad. Happened to be 9.99 at Models. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like two years removed from when he was actually on the team. I got, I got a. Uh, 
Jones jersey, my grey Jones jersey. Mm-hmm. It's got Baltimore across the front. Looks real legit. The orange and grey are slightly off orange and grey colors. Was it the Chinese one? Because I got it from some Korean place. Yeah, yeah. But I got it for a whole $15. Yeah. And it's nice. I like it. I wear the games all the time. You can't tell. Unless it's up against somebody with a real jersey, yeah, yeah, then yeah, you yeah, can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah but most Which people happens are wearing, to be like, at the t-shirt. stadium. No, 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 no. Hundreds stadium, of people with real jerseys. No, it looks worn. It looks like <laughs> I've been there. I've been through. I've been through the games. I've been through the rough patches, <laughs> and my Adam Jones jersey has came out alive. Okay, all right. It's legit. Matt's checking his phone. Ravens Jets game. Who we got? Who? Let's pick a winner before we get out of here. Score. As we go, it's so weird that we play at the same stadium two games in a row. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Ravens. I'm gonna take the. uh, It's time for the Ravens' offense to show up, and they're gonna win the game, 27-24. Field goal. Classic Ravens move to three point game. Bert. I'm going to take the black tip sharks at the reef at the Baltimore Aquarium. <laughs> no, I'll take uh, – I do think the Ravens pull it off today. Hey, there's Larry King in the stands at the Dodgers game. Um, I'm going to take the he's – eat, He's eating one of those uh, walking taco things. What's that called? Where you taco, put all the ta- No, where you put all the taco fixings in a Dorito bag. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he's eating. He's got a little fork I'll, going into I'll the Dorito bag. Big Sunday and we'll have a George Costanza at the tennis match moment. The Sunday all over his face. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Uh, Ravens, uh, 21-14. Real generic football score. All right, I'm going 31-10 to 10 Ravens. Yeah. I like it. 10? Jets are terrible. Did you see their defense? You see the Jets score three yeah. against Jets That's true. I went. I gave them way too I much. Who, who's the quarterback going to be? Uh, Geno Smith, maybe? He got into the game yesterday because... Maybe they can bring Tebow back. Yeah, the, their team would be better off. That's terrible. Joke to the NFL. Terrible. Now watch the Ravens lose. And I know. Be classic Ravens under Ravens. 500. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. I should have took the reverse Redskins. jinx for the win. Yeah, that always works for you, Bert. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Make sure you do all the things to support the show, like like us on Facebook, follow us on the Twitters and on the Insta. Make sure you're ready to go to the iTunes, subscribe to the show. Just search section 336 in iTunes and subscribe. Ready to review on iTunes if you haven't done it already. Thanks for all of you who've written reviews and who've updated your reviews and all that good jazz. That's it, right? That's all the good That's jazz. It. That's it for now. You can also follow us. Oh, we think. Oh, shout out to Eric for coming on the show. Barstool yeah. RDT on Twitter. Yeah, at Jason Lockenfora. Make sure you follow <laughs> at Jason Lockenfora. Follow them and do what I do. Follow them and then block them. That gets in their head. It's all about getting in the opponent's head. Now, just retweet anything he says and tag Eric into that's it. Right. That's, that's a good call. Tag Eric with all Jason Michael Ford tweets. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Brody. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.